Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Jill. How are you doing? Doing well. It's been quite the week as we head into podcast stardom here. Yeah, I probably should have asked how are you coping with all of this podcast fame that we've acquired this last week. <laughs> I mean, it's been exhausting. Can't keep up with the fan mail that we're getting, all the questions, Instagram. I mean, especially being in LA for you, like the paparazzi situation, like... I mean, cannot go outside anymore. Madness. <laughs> We're no but longer I'm, anonymous. I know. I was thinking that like when I was out walking around today, I was like, my goodness, thank God for these masks. Like no one can recognize <laughs> me yet. I mean, it's funny to think that when we first started, we're like, we're going to keep it anonymous. Like we're not going to follow our podcast on Instagram. <laughs> no one can find us. But that was basically broken as soon as my brother informed my mom that we have a podcast. And, <laughs> you know, she's just spreading the good word. Yes, we uh, we were really excited. We had a really good response to our first uh, week of podcast that we launched there. And so really excited to to keep this going and get our third episode behind us here. Yeah. Anything else happened during this week other than just the fame you've been dealing with? Oh my goodness. I don't know, really. It's been, um, I think we'll get into a lot of the things I was going <laughs> here, but yeah, it's been pretty uneventful, really, living in, in quarantine here. How right. Not a lot. I will say that in this past week, I have probably become responsible for 50% of the listens on Taylor Holder's 100 round song. <laughs> uh, yes, popular TikTok star. That he is. I think you probably sent it to me like at least twice this week. For Maybe sure. <laughs> I've and you're not the only person I've sent it to at least three or four other people who I'm not embarrassed to like inform that I've listened to this song so many times. What's it called again, that song? One hundred rounds. One hundred rounds. Okay. Definitely check it out. Um, see if you can help Maddie get it up to the top 100 on the <laughs> Billboard music charts there. I'm not sure if it's going to make it, but we can try. Keep it going. <laughs> I think we should jump into our news from the week because we have a lot of things to, to get through. It was a slow week for celebrities this week, which yeah. is upsetting. Well, you know what? It's good, though, because there's a ton of stuff that we want to talk about in the sports world. So, you know, we'll I think it kind of balances out that there was not a ton of things happening in, in the celeb gossip and pop culture world other than Hilaria Baldwin. It's like, I don't even know why she's on Instagram if she just has it to, like, purposely be vague and, like, unclear. <laughs> you added another child? Like, did you, like, how did you get this child? Is anyone looking at right. I think, I mean, it's pretty clear that a surrogate gave birth to the child, considering she already has a five and a half month old. So the math just like doesn't work. Yeah. And it's just, it's just been like one of those things where I'm like, okay, you had the whole like fake accent <laughs> controversy. 
you never really cleared it up. Like you're from Spain, you lived in Spain, you like went to Spain on a vacation for one week. Don't know how you got this <laughs> accident, really. But like that gave you enough, like of enough trouble that you had to like literally shut down your Instagram, right? Your social media. And then you come out with this, like, we've had another baby, which like, great, exciting, like really happy for you. It sounds like they had a tough loss at one point in time with, with yeah. miscarriage and earlier everything. this year or so, I guess 2020. Yeah. So like, you know, really happy for you and your family, but like, why not just say what happened? You know, like, right. it's, it makes no sense. You've been open about the miscarriage. Why not be Everything open about else. the surrogacy and all of those kind of things instead of giving us this like rambling Instagram caption. <laughs> And then, like, I honestly didn't read the Instagram caption. I was just more concerned with counting the number of children. And then thinking in my head, Alec Baldwin is so old. I read it in like her fake Spanish accent, is what I read it in my head. It's not fake, Jill. She spent a week there. Sorry, I forgot. Yes, she has a lot of ties to Spanish culture. It's totally reasonable. Oh man, but yeah, it's I don't know. She's they've had their seventh, seventh baby, sixth baby, sixth, but his seventh because he has one with Kim Basinger, right? Ireland, right? Yeah. yes. Um, so this is six, okay. And then yeah, and then you know that, like I said, the controversy started up again. People were asking questions. Alec Baldwin jumped in on like his Twitter account to start <laughs> defending and like criticizing why like Jillian Anderson had a accent accent right and it just like is not going well like I don't know it's like SNL ended for him and things have spiraled (laughs) it's taken his career down there's no more no more roles for him to play we've moved on it's like he like adopted some of the like Donald Trump isms from his SNL character (laughs) And they are being exhibited in his like crazy Twitter rants as uh, in real life. Some people should just not have Twitter. Uh, a little bit weird, but I mean, it was it. It gave some news, put some little, little pep in the uh, pop culture world yeah. here this week again because there there really wasn't a ton of other things going on. Oh, I mean, there was like a little incident with Netflix and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> So the show, Ginny and what's the other? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Apparently, I haven't watched it, but made some joke about the number of guys that Taylor Swift has gone through. And Taylor Swift has clapped back in in her typical fashion against, you know, why are we constantly bringing women down, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just wondering, like, is she going to pull the Reputation concert from Netflix? Because I watch that sometimes on the treadmill just to, like, get me through a run. I mean, it was kind of surprising that they would allow a comment like that because she does have quite a few things that were released on Netflix, right? Like yeah. Like Miss Americana documentary. Right. That was, like, a straight-to-Netflix thing. She's got the Reputation tour on it. I don't know if they're just a little bit bitter because she released like the Long Pond Studio Sessions on Disney. Disney Plus. And rumor has it Evermore is also going to Disney Plus. Yeah. So. so is this their like way of getting back <laughs> Because like revenge. I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard, but like there is nothing that Taylor Swift does better than revenge. So nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you absolutely nothing. <laughs> I think there's a song about it, 
right? I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like if I remember. And then like, I don't know, like an entire album era, era. about like her reputation, basically. Reputation. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a soft joke. You know, I'm sure I didn't, like you said, I've I've seen the like joke itself, not the yeah. plot around Not the it. show, yeah. And I don't know, you know, how easy it would have been to kind of sub in something else, but more just surprising that, you know, Netflix never came out and said like, yeah, we agree. Like probably this was in bad taste. Yeah. Yeah. Offer our apologies. I know the like star of the show somewhat addressed it, but Mm -hmm. she was getting some pretty bad hate comments on her social media and everything like that. Um, And actually did kind of a cool thing, like put up some links to some charitable organizations and kind of trying to draw awareness to, you know. Oh, awesome. Yeah, horrific. I think it was like a something like a situation in in Africa or something like that that she okay. was put a link to kind of help support and and raise money and everything. Which good on her. You've got a ton yeah. of flooding to your page right now. But yeah, just kind of like I said, Netflix. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, links between them. I think <laughs> and obviously, we're always Team Taylor. Like obviously, not absolutely. watching this show. I yeah. cannot I mean, support I mean, it. To be fair, I'm not going to cancel my Netflix account. No, we're not canceling Netflix, but I'm probably not going to put this show on my watch list. No. And like, I mean, I'm not going to like stop stealing my parents' Netflix account. (laughs) My parents also, I have the Netflix account, but they pay me for it. That was my situation for a while. And then I was like, this seems wrong. Like, you guys pay for it. But the challenge with that now is that sometimes there's too many people watching it. And I no longer have the, like, first right of, like, get off. It's my account. Yeah, move. Move over. (laughs) You're like, oh, fine. My mom, like, cannot get her Netflix to work on her TV. So I win that battle every time. Yes. Um, I guess the biggest pop culture news story of the week is... Leading up to the Harry and Meghan tell-all interview with Oprah on CBS. So I know we're recording this before that airs, which hopefully we'll have lots to discuss next week. But I find it very interesting that this is all coming out and, you know, the the palace, aka the firm, apparently is what they're called. <laughs> it makes them sound not great. But... They have come back with their own investigation that they're opening against her, Megan, bullying her staffers when she was a quote-unquote royal. Yeah. So we are recording on Saturday. So by the time you're listening to this, you will have probably watched the the Harry and Megan interview already. And we are going to talk about it again next week. But they are sitting down with Oprah, which like... You want to have like this low key life and like live under the <laughs> you probably won't call Oprah, but yeah, they like from the the kind of teasers that they've dropped, like it doesn't really sound like they're going to hold back. I do kind of wonder if those are like some of the shock value parts. Of yeah, really and how much there is, but it's like I don't know how much you want to make the firm your enemy. It. Yeah, no, like, it's yeah, like uh. I don't know. Queen Elizabeth is a badass. Like, I don't think you want to, like, be on her bad side. No. Also, this lady runs, like, so many countries. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. It's just this um, calling them the firm. Like, I don't I'm not sure if she's intending for that to come across as, like, negative. Like, that's, like, a pretty long historical term that, like, the royals themselves have used. Yeah. 
the firm is like made up of like eight royals and like you know harry was never in it so it's not like the firm got smaller after he left um, he left or anything like that his departure yeah like i mean prince philip's not even part of the firm so it's not necessarily like it's like <laughs> you know like it's not just everybody gets to be in it no i think you probably have to be like succession line I don't think it's even that because like Princess Anne is in it. And, oh, and like I wonder if there's a voting process. I don't know. I feel like it's probably <laughs> just like who Elizabeth likes best, um, <laughs> and her husband. He's just on the outside because he's. I mean, he's too old for that. He's pretty old. I, he's had some health issues this week too. So like, this just a lot on on Liz's plate here right now. Like she's right. got her own problems. We don't need Megan and Harry. I mean, for in. sure, she's hiring someone to watch the the broadcast and then kind of transcribe it to her. Like she's not sitting down with her afternoon tea watching this tell all. You don't think so? Like I'm in no. like a royal slumber party with like <laughs> tea and trumpets, and like everyone's there. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny. Like she's, you know, there's a bit of a campaign going against Megan right now with the like accusations, and and she's starting to have some people in her circle speak out for her. Um, I just don't know if the people that are speaking up for her are like really the ones that I feel like I can oh, take like, the credibility from. Like, <laughs> you don't like, trust Jessica Mulroney? <laughs> That's I mean, shocking. <laughs> Jess had her own problems. Uh, <laughs> not really the like moral compass that I would want indicating who is isn't isn't a bully you know she's had some right she was uh, fired from I believe both Bell slash CTV and uh Good Morning America yeah in June because of you know comments that she's had against people but I just don't I don't wouldn't want to be associated with her (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And then like some of her co-stars from Suits have spoken up like Patrick Adams um, yeah. who played Mike on the show and like I don't know if you've watched Suits. I did. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike and Rachel were like the worst characters on it. If like Donna or Harvey speaks up and tells me <laughs> that she was Meghan Markle was a great person like okay, I'm a little more inclined to believe that. Okay, but... Donna or not Donna, uh Harvey was the best. I mean Donna also, but Harvey was by far the best. Yeah, I mean, the two of them were were amazing. But, like, I don't even know how they just kept the show afloat, basically. And, and Right, right. And Rachel and Mike were along for the ride kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a struggle. And so, and so just kind of hearing some of these people who are speaking up, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I appreciate their effort and what they're doing. Yeah. Do I believe them? Not really. Like, she... <laughs> Even her approach to to this situation, like it doesn't really scream like I'm not a bully. I also like I do feel bad because she got attacked quite a bit by the British media and British media is ruthless. They no stone left unturned when they want to take you down. And that obviously is not okay. And I think they are being fined and, and dealing with legal action on that point. But I do see where maybe she could come off not in the best light. Yeah, like, like I get it. Like, I sure it hits a little bit close to home for Harry with like their treatment of her and how that's kind of yeah mirroring the the Diana treatment and everything like that. You know, obviously it was a lot younger when when the Diana yeah story was was on and everything like that. But 
she was hounded by the media not as much of like the way Megan was like it was more like the interest in her and like yeah everything about her Mm -hmm. in like a the people loved her yeah like it was too aggressive for sure but it wasn't this we're trying to find out the negatives of her and so like I do feel bad for Megan on that sense like imagine like people just trying to dig up history on like your random cousin who's got something negative to say about <laughs> right. like my god like we all have one of those come on right yeah <laughs> but um but she did break up in my opinion Megan like the greatest trio oh right and so like, I can't I'm not yeah. okay <laughs> I know like the the Will and Kate and Harry like bffs forever kind of thing like yeah i'm really sad that that's over too so i don't know hopefully they can like get this interview out on the table and then like next year there's like a reconciliation and they all hang out right archie turns five and they just have (laughs) it everyone's i think archie's not even two yet but even though he's like a small child it was revealed by harry that his first word was crocodile and I mean, I can barely say that word. So I don't understand how an 18th month old is saying it. And also, like, what are you teaching your child that that's their first word? I was just going to say, like, who is raising this kid that it's not like mama or dada or something that like a traditional child would say, like, I mean, appreciate his like pending genius that we're about to embark on here. <laughs> Crocodile, come on. It's on the path to change the world. Yeah. And here we are just, (laughs) our first word was probably something normal and our parents should be ashamed, really. Amazing. So yeah, like I'm really excited. Um, That's airing on CBS tomorrow. And it's crazy. Like I heard they like secured the rights to that interview for like $7 million. Right. And the $7 million doesn't even include, like they weren't paid to be part of this interview. Well, I'm sure Oprah's team paid them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think Harry and Meghan are doing anything out of the goodness of their heart these days. And, like, fair enough, I wouldn't either, but... No. But, yeah, that's apparently the... What they're saying is that they they accepted no fee for this, I guess, other than getting to hang out with Oprah for, like, two hours, which, hey, sounds great, so... (laughs) That's true. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I just hope in the video, like Gail pops up in the background. <laughs> Gail and Stedman. Yeah. Just like maybe they like deliver tea in the middle of the interview. That would be, that would really make it ideal. Like, I just think they should have, they should have brought in some creative direction for this interview just to really like drive it home. Uh, just in case like there wasn't already pent up demand. And <laughs> just in case people thought it was going to be boring. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Gail and some set value. <laughs> oh, man. I think yeah. there's one more pop culture thing that, you know, it would be our, I think our fans would be upset if we didn't close the loop on this story for now. But What's it that? was reported earlier this week that Army Hammer has moved out of his LA home and <laughs> photos have surfaced of some treasures that the movers have left behind. And one of those treasures is a headless mannequin (laughs) bound in ropes. I liked the long pause on your like, how do I describe what actually was (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, no words. 
So he kind of just like snuck out of his house and like yeah. in the middle of the night. Um, you know, which just like kind of adds to his creepiness, right? Like he just <laughs> you know, here one day, gone the next. Um and then like I don't know if this was a joke amongst the movers or if it was like legitimately something from in his house, because it was like pretty conspicuously like put in the, the garden. In the trash, yeah. Like hanging out of it but yes this um half of a mannequin top half of a mannequin with like bound in ropes was left over after army i just have move so many questions like that is a very good question and i mean i kind of hope that maybe the movers are like aware of what's going on in the news and planted it because kudos to them like well done If you were that mover, please get in touch with us. We would love to interview you on our podcast. Right. Good talk to you for hours. But also, if that is something that they found in the house, like imagine being those movers and Army Hammer, which I assume it wasn't him. It was probably like his t- someone from his team directing them, being like, mm, yes, that, that mannequin over there can just stay. We don't need it anymore. Do you think he still has a team or do you think he's like kind of been... everyone's kind of throw? Yeah. I like, okay, you, so I think he was dropped PR by team? his management. Yeah, company. like how do you how do you deal with that? Like if you're his PR team or his agent <laughs> or anything, like how are you fielding those phone calls? Oh, you're just putting them straight to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Out of office immediately. Decline, decline. Yeah. I'm just going to forward this to my assistant. Changed numbers. Like nothing is okay anymore. Yeah. So like that kind of makes me feel like he did not have a team of people supervising the move. Like it was either either him or like the movers just were told to go in and do their thing. What if he actually didn't bring it up? (laughs) The movers just walked into the room and there's like, I imagine a room of mannequins kind of like 50 shades of gray. I mean, that's very possible. Oh, speaking of which, Fifty Shades of Grey, I did just see that Dakota Johnson and Chris Martin have moved forward and bought a house as well together. So just a little tie-in on that Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even plan that one. <laughs> Didn't plan that at all. But yeah, they're... Uh, I'm happy for them. You the know, all their odds for them are, are really creeping high. up there. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. These seem fun. So, I'm sure he serenades her nightly, which I would love. Well, like I, I mean, I doubt she's having the same like conversations with him as like Gwyneth was around her like <laughs> what was it like around her... goop? Yeah, her like bedazzlement or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know. Gwyneth is a, yeah, she's fun too. But yeah. but also maybe that's why he went for her because she was in that movie. So maybe he just thought that that was part of it. I mean, comes with the comes with the territory, I guess. <laughs> How good of an actress is she, really? <laughs> Let's test this one out. It seems like she was uh, good because it's lasted. Uh, yeah, I mean, the movie was terrible, so I'm not really sure that it was actually. <laughs> It's actually good, but <laughs> oh god. Okay, maybe we should move on. Um, yes. we're uh, we're stretching here. Our, our the quality of our stories. We like we said early on, it was a pretty slow week for for celeb gossip news, but definitely not slow in the sports world. Not slow. So I think for our first sports story, I would like to tell 
you a little bit of a bedtime story of sorts. Okay. Imagine this. Your team wins some games. You lose the same number of games. When you lose, it's really bad. Your number one goalie goes down with an injury. And as a nice plot twist, your taxi squad goalie is home after or is uh, unavailable. So you're left with your fourth string and your second string. Finally, the tides are turning. You're back at home after a long trip. Number one goalie is set to make a comeback. You win, score over six goals. You get called into the principal's office, expecting to be praised. Instead, you are fired. If this happened to you, your name is probably Jeff Ward, and you are no longer the coach of the Calgary Flames. Whoa, that was quite a twist on your story, because I thought you were going to tell me a different story. I thought you were going to tell me this story of this like older man who, you know, retired, just wanted to live a simple life on the farm up in rural Alberta, um, just hanging out with his wife and his son. And then seven years later, like someone stormed onto the farm and like forced you to give it up and move back to the big city in hopes to avenge your biggest regret in life. Um, and that was a story about someone named Daryl Sutter. I think both of our stories are true though. Yeah. So this week, um, very unexpectedly, like an 11 PM news cycle (laughs) drop shortly after a a flame spirited win, uh, Jeff Ward gets the, the hook that we all figured was coming that I don't think that part was necessarily a surprise, but. But what was a surprise was Daryl Sutter, former Flames coach, getting the call to to return to uh, behind the bench for the Flames here. Did- very, it's going to be very interesting. So he's the Flames are currently playing as we record this, and they play tomorrow. But he's not coaching either game because he's in a COVID protocol. Yeah, so he'll be joining the team Monday, it sounds like, to start running the the practice lines and then behind the bench on Tuesday. But um, yeah, I mean, Daryl was obviously the coach of the Flames back when uh, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2004. Um, and so that was <laughs> it's a little bit of a tough time. <laughs> 17 years and it still hits. Like... Still home. And, and, <laughs> and he commented on that as well, that flight home from Tampa was was probably the hardest moment of his career. And uh, I wasn't on that flight, obviously, but that moment was also a very hard one for me. (laughs) Uh, It It felt like we were on that flight. (laughs) Any Calgary fans, it was in. I think we all know that. Yes. Uh, Game six there. But yeah, so he's got some, in kind of his thoughts, some debts to pay here to to really avenge that loss. Um, He did have, you know, pretty successful career with all, the Kings. He did win two cups with the Kings. He's just, you know, I think there's some... It's going to be interesting. Yeah, like he's he's definitely a different approach. Um, I did have we to We know laugh. Johnny is like a gentle spirit. <laughs> Daryl Sutter doesn't deal well with gentle spirits. I did have to laugh. His um, press conference was obviously being held on Zoom. He was, you could obviously <laughs> tell he was at the farm. And it was like... <laughs> The like first person who spoke to him, like he was, it was just like that old man on video kind of thing of him being like, oh, I can see you on the screen and I'm here and you're on the screen. And it's like pointed straight up his nose and (laughs) just 
Daryl's first first use of uh, of Zoom, yeah, in in the quarantine era here, kind of thing. But um, yeah, he's tough. Like by all accounts, you know, it seems like most players really enjoy playing for him. He demands a lot, but um, if you you know play to his style and everything like that, he he sounds like a good coach. There was a little bit of controversy with his yeah. name being tossed around kind of when the the whole Bill Peters situation broke and there was you know a lot of people coming forward about different coaching styles and mm-hmm. techniques that were maybe not as appropriate that hasn't really been addressed so you know kind of interesting that the Flames would would wade back into that controversy. I mean I think it's honestly options are slim pickings. The GM yeah. made that pretty clear in the press conference. He was like <laughs> We can't really make any player movements right now because if you move a player, like unless you trade within the North Division, they're going to be stuck in quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, so, so you're the coaching changes, it's right? Like, I mean, the challenge is is that the this is like the seventh coach for the Flames in like <laughs> like eight years, six years even, and so it does kind of seem like a pattern of like them just picking whoever happens to be nearby and available as opposed to like doing (laughs) due diligence and and putting some actual, you know, recruiting into this situation. So, you know, with Daryl, I guess, you know what you're getting a little bit more. Yeah. um, And there have been players who work, have worked with him before. Like um, Lucic was with him on the Kings and Gio played with him in Calgary. I'm pretty sure. I don't think Gio. Or no, he said that- he had some tie with Gio though. So yeah, like I would have. I don't think it probably would have been his last season when he was like still the GM. GM. Okay, so maybe that. And yeah. then obviously, Martin Besties, who's on our coaching <laughs> staff. Marty Jalinus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and and like definitely there is quite a few few flames from from his era that are stuck around and are part of either the the flames organization or the media and things like that now so i am really excited to see those interactions but yeah i mean i don't know i i think it's a little bit of a last ditch effort on on tree living trying to keep his job since yeah you uh you just don't seem to be striking the right chord here but we'll see what happens they signed him to a three-year contract so it's not, know, so like not please. just finish this season out it's 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 your team here for a while so but i think we can agree that the best part of daryl coming back is uh chris sutter and his dance <laughs> moves and if you aren't familiar with him um daryl's son chris has down syndrome and is like just awesome when he's at a game he's so in love with the game and and when they put the like dance cam on or, or any dance he's up there dancing and it's just so much fun to to watch him and how much fun he has with it so I can't wait to get back to the dome and see it live I think I actually went to a Kings game and he was there and it was fantastic so I'm really looking forward to that that's by far the best part of him coming back absolutely yeah um, in other hockey news, really sad. This actually was happened just before the Flames announced um, Sutter coming in, so kind of a bit of thunder stealing on the Flames. But there was some really sad news that Walter Gretzky, or Canada's hockey dad, passed away. It sounds like he's battled through Parkinson's for for quite some time here now, and, and he did pass away on Thursday. Um, so 
condolences to the Gretzky family and it's just sad. It was it was interesting yeah. watching his his service today. Like they like fans and and community members and everything like that lined up down the street and they all had their hockey sticks Aww. out and they were stick tapping as his like limo or hearst, I guess probably more yeah. like term, um drove through the the town and and everything like that. And you know, just a really nice way of remembering someone who had such an impact on the the game mm-hmm. considering he never he never actually played in the NHL but obviously I know father of the the best player of all time yeah all the teams have come out with like really nice tributes and and messages a lot of players have brought out a lot of messages so that's been nice to see yeah yeah absolutely um in other sports I guess uh the NBA All-Star game is happening this weekend um being played on Sunday but they they did have a player draft, uh, <laughs> which is, I just love that. Wait, format. what I team would you want to be on LeBron or Durant? I think Durant's the other captain. I, I mean, I think LeBron. 100%. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm. That's the only right answer. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm as, comp- I mean, I think the, the, I mean, everyone there is competitive. I don't think you can get to that level of sport without being competitive. <laughs> but like, but like I can appreciate LeBron taking things to the next level because like, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> it's funny. I was, I was looking back and so they're, they're playing the all-star game. Obviously there's not going to be like the fans and attendance, things like that. And around this time a year ago, we were preparing for what a future of sports would look like as we're kind of coming up on the one year anniversary of COVID and LeBron's initial quote was like, I'm not playing if there's not right fans. fans. He's like, you know, I play this game for the fans. And so it is (laughs) obviously backtrack, but like he is. And he went on to win the championship and like is captaining one of the all-star game or teams. Yeah. Um, So just, I mean, an interesting twist and, and obviously shows like how much has changed in the sports world, which I know we want to talk about a little bit later here as well. But yeah, just just interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> I only I- have two highlights out of the, so far, the All-Star game. One is Steph Curry went third, which, I mean, Golden State has not had a great season, but he has been on fire. And... <laughs> The fact that he was went third was kind of shocking. Yeah. And then uh, I would also like to bring up LeBron James made a comment on the Utah Jazz. So the Utah Jazz are leading the NBA. They've had a phenomenal season. And their two players who went to the All-Star game were picked last. <laughs> and LeBron goes, basically, nothing against Utah Jazz, but... You have to understand, like in video games growing up, we never played with Utah. Even as great as Carl Malone and John Stockton were, we would never pick those guys in video games. Utah is kind of like the forgotten, like, oh yeah, they do have a basketball team kind of thing. Like, it just <laughs> kind of sneaks up on you out of nowhere, but... Yeah, I don't know. I get it. I was more shocked mostly by, like, obviously there's been players dropping out or yeah. can't go or, like, you know, maybe think that COVID's a real thing and don't think it's the best idea <laughs> for all of the players to get together and, like, just super, maybe super spread. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, DeMar, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan was not named as a replacement or as, like, an original, original starter person. or anything like that. So I thought that was kind of uh, – a bit of a snub and, and he did too he he made some comments on on twitter like 
you just have to laugh about it kind of thing now, which, yeah, like, I, mean, I don't know. He's probably it's- better off because I'm thinking people are going to come back. Someone there is going to have got it on the way down and For like, sure. it's going down. Yeah. It's I'm like you said, it's, it's surprising. Like even if they had done like an all-star game, like I'm thinking of, like the conferences in hockey or something like that. Like if you were to do like four mini games or something like that, and yeah. there was like a three on three scrimmage made up of just the, the teams in the division or something like you, there's still a risk bringing them together, but there's a risk already because they're all playing each other. But regularly. also like the whole point of the all-star game is for the fans. Yeah. Like well, that's yeah. the, I mean, really it's fun I'm sure it's fun for the players like I would probably prefer to like go to the beach which most (laughs) of them do during all-star break but like the main part is to like show off for the fans that are there so it's like why are we doing this well it's kind of crazy because like we're only like a month out from when like the Pro Bowl would in football would have mm-hmm. normally happened and they didn't host that. So it is kind of surprising that a month later they're like, yeah, we're good. Like no big deal. Jump on it's the plane, fine. get here kind of thing. So, um, and the Pro Bowl probably would have been outdoors. So yeah, for sure. Cause it's usually in Hawaii. Right. So, Ugh. and they, I mean, they did say that the evidence has come back that like the Super Bowl wasn't like a super spreader event. Spreader, yeah. expecting. So that's positive, but again, it's outdoors they had a lot of people there that were, you know, vaccinated frontline workers and, and things like that. So there was maybe less risk than what an indoor event has, but you could, you could have set up a stadium, a court like outside. That would have been cool. Yeah. Like, like they, didn't they play on like the roof of a hotel in Vegas or something like that one time? Am I thinking like Space Jam or something? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, speaking of Space Jam, number two is coming out and I'm really excited for that. I know. Yes. Um, It's been so long since I saw the first Space Jam. I will need to refresh my memory on how playing basketball saves the world. But my parents like a year, my parents were in LA a year ago to this day where like the world then shut down and we did a Warner Brothers tour and that's where the new Space Jam was filmed and when you do like the tour they take you in this little buggy thing around you know the back lots and the person our tour guide was telling us that she was on a tour when they were filming Space Jam and they were far away but she was like okay like basically LeBron James is up there but (laughs) If you want to walk closer, like, you have to be cool and not freak out. And I guess someone started freaking out, so they lost the privilege to, like, go any closer. And I was just like, I get it. It's LeBron James. Do you really think he was there? Yeah. Because he's in it. Yeah, but, like, he also has a game to play. Like, do you think he's on No, I, I think it's filmed in the summer. Oh, this wasn't, he wasn't there when we were there. Oh, okay. was she was like, just March telling the story about when it was filmed. <laughs> okay. So I was like, March is like when you're in like crunch time for playoff season. <laughs> no, <laughs> she just like happened to be giving another tour the day that they were filming okay. Space Jam okay. too. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy that like to think of a year ago, I was, I was kind of looking through like a timeline of the COVID impact on sports and mm-hmm. This week, last year, the NBA encouraged players to give fist bumps instead of high fives, as if that would prevent the spread of COVID. Also, a fist bump, like, 
do you not still have the same amount of germs on your hand as a high fat like it's the same appendage yeah, like, I mean I think their I think their alternative would have been to say like don't touch at all but it's it's kind of the same way that like at one point they were like we don't recommend masks like you don't need one. here we are <laughs> do not leave your house without a mask so it's it's the world has changed you know I think of like Rudy Go- Gobert giving the interview and like mocking it and touching all the mics Ugh. and like being sports patient zero and like the NBA also I just don't love and- like COVID regardless can you not do that to all of the mics like that's gross you're probably sweaty from like this game that you just played you go right to the presser after the game like please don't <laughs> yeah like I mean yeah dude he was kind of rude and and was mocking obviously and things like that you think he was thinking it was funny and trying to prove a point there but you know, it, it really started like the avalanche. Point proven, patient yeah, zero. Like NBA shut down this time last year, March 11th. And then it just was a cascading effect for the other other sports leagues. And it's it's just crazy how things have changed. Like this is the longest I've ever gone without seeing a professional sporting event. I know. Like, I know. I was at the Flames, you know, last game. I had, had tickets for their game on the 12th that was obviously canceled. It was supposed to be against the Islanders and like you know I remember thinking that morning the person I was going with we were like talking back and forth I mean like are you still good to go oh yeah yeah good oh wait they didn't cancel it till day of (laughs) well I mean like there's games every day right so yeah I guess but the flames happened to play the day that they they canceled it because the NHL canceled their season on the 12th and Uh. the 11th and then but it was just crazy because like other sports like like MLS, like the soccer league suspended their games for 30 days. Like thinking, but I mean, do people go to those games? I've been to one. It was pretty full. <laughs> like I went to Wait. Vancouver. And oh, I was like, where did you go? Cause Calgary doesn't have a team. No, I, I, I am allowed to leave the city once in a while. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We saw, I saw the Whitecaps against the galaxy. Um, in okay. Vancouver, so, oh, I forgot LA Vancouver. galaxy. David Beckham. Yes. Who's now owner of the Miami team there as well. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like it's just crazy what, what they thought was going to happen. And then resuming with the bubbles and the bubbles were the best idea. Yeah. Like it was great for them to be able to finish out their seasons. Yeah. Award some things. I wish that they had done like both the NBA and the NHL. Like I wish there had been more behind the scenes footage of like hijinks kind of thing. Like, (laughs) I listen to, uh, so I follow William Carlson's fiance on Instagram. From the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights. And she was on this podcast like while they were in the bubble. And I guess she was talking about how she's getting so many DMs being like, do you trust him? Like he's gone for two months or whatever the potential time frame was um, for the NHL bubble at that point and she was like yeah he calls me like every night and they basically just play video games or watch movies like she's like they're living their best life well I don't know how you wouldn't trust him like no one was allowed in so like that as well but I think there was like rumors that they were trying to sneak people in and stuff like that and she was like no these guys are just playing video video games as if they're in college yeah I don't know if I if I like I mean, I get why that would be a rumor for sure, but I feel like there's, you know, the majority of players are 
in a relationship or married or something like that. And so like they're spending all this time away from their families. They're not going to be cool with like single Bob over there, like (laughs) some some Edmonton person (laughs) off the street in their hotel. They're going to be like, do not shut this down. I'm stuck here. (laughs) Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton probably has the classiest of call girls. Exactly. So like, I don't think that was like their, their, uh, their go-to move there, but yeah, I don't know. It was, I just wish like they had shown more kind of like that in action, right? Like if they're just playing video games all the time, it would have been fun to, to right, watch them or like, I think they had movie nights and they'd just take over like conference rooms at the hotel. I mean, you basically had free reign, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Been pretty fun, but yeah, I mean, it worked for the purposes. Like they were, you know, both sports that did the bubble finished pretty much unscathed with no COVID results or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pretty good without the bubble, but it is tough. Like you've seen some of the teams go down and lose. I like- mean, the MLB came back like really fast without a bubble. And I mean, Florida went down, St. Louis went down. It was wild. Like yeah. they, they should not have come back that quickly. And then they did a, pu- a bubble for the playoffs or a mock bubble, and they still had positive tests. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard on some of those, like, like the the baseball teams and and football teams. Like, there's so many people on those teams. Yeah, as well, right? like it makes it even harder. Like, you know, basketball is probably the easiest because you have the smallest roster. Yeah, and so you can kind of control it a little bit more, but. Um, you just need so many bodies for for baseball and football that it's hard to um, keep them completely safe. So you you are going to see that. But but honestly, like I was surprised. I, I thought we'd be like, I thought something would get shut down at some point in time. Like it would be like, nope, there's no games for a month or something like that. Yeah, in, in the leagues. But no, they did. And I mean, I thought for sure that MLB was going to do that because it was not looking great at the start. Like it yeah. was, it was not good. They had a rough go for sure. But but there's there's is like you know, it's set up well for that as well because they play series and they always have played series. So, yeah, you know, it's it's. It's not like as if, you know, the team who has COVID is bouncing around and infecting four other teams before you figure <laughs> it out. Like it can keep it kind of contained. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, the biggest story that came out of the MLB, which we touched on on episode one, is Justin Turner. So he gets a positive test in the middle of the final World Series game, gets pulled off, and then all of a sudden he's back on the on the pitch like celebrating and no mask, no mask. Yeah. <laughs> like which uh, to be fair I if I was in that position and I had just won like I want to say that maybe I would have stayed back but I probably wouldn't have I mean no I can I can understand why he went on the field <laughs> I think he could have put a mask on yes so I did some research because I knew we were going to talk about COVID coming back in the, <laughs> and apparently, so he was never fined. The Dodgers were never fined and the league said it gathered quote unquote additional relevant information that led to Turner's decision to join teammates on the field. What was that relevant information? The, that they don't share with us. <laughs> we, we won and I wanted to oh. part. Oh, okay. You're good then. 
Okay, MLB commissioner said Dodgers teammates or Turner's teammates, the Dodgers, actively encouraged him to join the team. And some players felt that they had already been exposed and were prepared to tolerate the risk. Also fair. Again, like I think (laughs) it's not necessarily that point. I think the issue is like they had friends and family members on there and were those people prepared to tolerate the risk? I don't know. I mean, who knows? So it sounds like no other tests, positive tests came out of that. So they remained unscathed. So, but finally we have answers to the great Justin Turner drama (laughs) world series. I guess he signed a pretty big contract for, for the next. Yeah. He's staying in the Dodgers. So, so we'll see what happens if there is a, uh, a repeat championship here um, or what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know if there's anything else that we, we want to cover here. Um, anything else that you can think of that, that was exciting news this week? No, I don't think anything else has come up. Yeah. All right. Well then I guess um, we'll sign off. Uh like I said, next next week we are going to definitely cover the the Harry and Meghan interview in depth. Probably have a little bit more what uh, what happened because of COVID in the sports world as we approach the the one year anniversary of the shutdown last year. Um, <laughs> and like, and yeah. please, can celebrities do something more interesting this week? <laughs> like, they're really killing our momentum, killing our vibe here. Um, if you have any questions that you want us to cover, um, please send us a, an Instagram DM or email us at we talk extensively at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you to, to talk about some of your questions that you're wondering about what's going on in sports or pop culture. See you, Jill. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at WeTalkExtensively and on Twitter at TalkExtensively. See you next Tuesday.